JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. Tonight is Friday, April 7th, 2017. It feels like it's February 7th, 2017. Maybe even January 7th. It's freezing outside. Okay, I saw Hacksaw Ridge tonight. Mel Gibson, anti-Semite. Being a Jew here, I can say that. Damn good movie. Damn good movie. Really good movie. You know what? May not... You know, he's, he, he may be a little cray-cray, the man. But I'll tell you, he makes a damn good movie. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. All right. All right, Ryan. Your Knicks for the third full season that in the in the f- third full season that Phil Jackson's been president has lost at least 50 games they are 30 and 50 tonight after losing 101 88 to the Grizzly they were up 72 70 at the end of the third i thought they were going to pull it out fourth quarter blown out 31 16 by the Grizz Courtney Lee led the Knicks with 16 three rebounds three assists Mike Conley the big contract man was he making almost 30 million a season 31 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. Maurice Endor got the start again. 15.7 rebound. Aaron, Mr. Anon Gomez, 11 points, 10 rebounds. Justin Holiday got the start, 12 points. Kuzminskis led the Knicks off the bench with 10. Now Memphis shot 51% from the field. Knicks 43%. But this is where they took the... This is the killer, man. Memphis 15 at 27 on threes. That's 56% for those math wizards out there. The Knicks, 6 for 28 on threes, 21%. Do the math. 45 to 18 on three-pointers. You're not going to win many games when you're given. When a team's shooting 15 for 27 from three, it's over quickly. And then there was a play. I don't know if you can just look for it online. Kylo Quinn guarding Gasol across the paint, and he does a nice clothesline to Marshall Plumlee's face. It was like, wakata, wakata. All right, you know what? Now, all of a sudden, you know, Scotty Pippen had said his piece on Phil Jackson. Well, not, not in a good way. Well, he has his supporters, Sha- Shaquille New, and now Dennis Rodman. He had an interview on CBSSports.com. He said that today's players can't handle Jackson's men- mentally, can't handle him mentally, and said Anthony would never win with the Knicks. He said, Phil, you know, let's you be a man first, and people like Anthony and Stuff like that. That's called pressure, man. <laughs> That's pressure, especially in New York. They want to win in New York. They will never win in New York. I'm just saying. He repeated it a couple times. Even though he's a great athlete, great player, he's never he'll never win in New York. And, we, you know, Anthony might be nearing the end of his time. He didn't play tonight. Either did he play sore knee. What do you have? A sore left. I, I want to get the knee right. Yes. Anthony was out with a sore left knee and Porzingis was out with a sore lower back. Well, and, and Aaron Gomez is looking to be a guy they can build on. They also should have a top 10 pick in the draft. They'll need some veterans, need a point guard to hold everything together. We shall see. We shall see on that front. All right, now, last night the Celtics fell to the Hawks by 123-116 to drop a game and a half back. Well, tonight, the Cavs failed to build on that lead. They lost 114-100 to the Hawks. LeBron had 27 points, 8 rebounds. And Tyron Lue said he won't rest LeBron and Kyrie until they clinch the number one seed in the East. Well, it might take a little while, folks. Golden State is playing tonight as we speak. They are playing... Actually, you know what? Tonight, we we have a couple interesting games going on because... Whatchamacallit? 
and I, I say, what should we call it? I want you know what I wanted to see if the Nationals tonight. Man, Harper home run, another home run today. God damn, God damn, hot damn. Yeah, Bryce Harper is going to have a two home runs already. What's he hitting? Three fifty seven, two home runs. Five, yeah, I'll tell you, Bryce Harper could have a monster year. Oh God, he was pissed. I don't think he was happy with last year. And the Rockies beat the Dodgers two one <laughs> in, in in Coors Field two one. That's that's unheard of. All right, the uh, the Suns are blowing out the Thunder seventy one forty eight. I wanted to check out Russell Westbrook at the half six point seven rebounds three assists. I'm going to go with no triple double tonight, and they're getting blown out. He they might sit him second half blown out. Yeah, Devin Booker has eleven points at the half, and Golden State clinched the best record. Home court throughout the playoffs. They are playing. Aren't they playing right now? Oh, they're playing tomorrow night. I apologize. Tomorrow night. Thought they were playing tonight. They are playing tomorrow. Yes, they're on a 13-game win streak. They host New Orleans tomorrow. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Nice. Nice. Let's see. Let's see what the, I don't. I don't think the Knicks play again yet. The Knicks play. Knicks are off tomorrow. I think the Knicks play on Sunday. Yes, they host the Raptors on Sunday, the Knicks. Well, I'll be excited about that one. So Golden State on a 13-game win streak. Now, this was interesting. I read an article in the Times today. You know why KD wears number 35? Well, when he was growing up, he played at a – down in Maryland, he played at a youth center, and one of his coaches and mentors was a guy named Charles Craig. Well, back in 2005, Charles Craig was at a bar – there was a fight outside between a couple. Like they were watching it. I think somebody said something, got punched. Well, it ends up that one of the guys who got his shirt ripped off went behind Charles Craig, who was like six, six two, three hundred ten pounds, very big man, and he had a yellow shirt on, which they said kind of stood out a yellow polo shirt. Well, the guy went behind him with a shotgun and shot him four times and killed him, and that is why he wears number thirty five. For that, when his coach Charles Craig was killed at 35 years of age back in 2005, he's given numerous, he's given a lot of money to the youth center he played at. They have a new scoreboard, tens of thousands of dollars. His likeness is all over the place. But I did not know that. That is why he wears number 35, and that is a, a terrible, terrible. The guy who shot him, shot Charles Craig, may he rest in peace, is got life in prison. And Charles Craig was the kind of guy who would pick up kids in the van and bring his mom back to his house and go, Ma, can you feed him? She goes, you buy the food, I'll cook him. I'll cook for them. She goes, you're a terrible cook. And she has a site for her son. She's 70 years old and she wants to buy a headstone. He does not have a headstone. And I think that if Katie would hear about this, not that he has to, but maybe he would buy a headstone for the guy. Terrible story, right? Just terrible. That's, yeah. When I read that, I was like, ugh. I was, yeah. Oof. All right, now. As I reported, Wichita State unanimously voted to added to the American Athletic Conference. Good, good for them. 2017-2018 season per SI. And LeVar Ball said a, comments about white players was misunderstood to ESPN 710 LA. He said, I love those guys, unless, unless they're playing with his son Lonzo. That's what I'm guessing. Maybe if he just went back, paused for about another, a year or two, and, you know, anything he wants to say about his son, whatever. But when you start saying stupid shit about they lost because of white guys and the athleticism and they're too slow on their feet and whatever, you need to take a shut-the-fuck-up pill. That's all I got to say on that front. Now, what an award. Frank Mason III won for the men and Kelsey Plummer for Washington won for the women. She is the all-time 
leading women scorer in NCAA basketball history. Frank Mason, who I've read is going to go undrafted in the in the draft from Kansas. You know, somebody should pick him up. Guy can play. I don't know. I that's all. I'm just telling you what I read. I I am just passing on information. All right, now this, you know, I want to get to the. First off, you know, I talked about this the best. Bonnie Bernstein. Okay, well, I know. I'm very excited to talk tonight. I just have a lot on my on my mind. My mind is is racing. Okay, the Mariners this year. How would you like some toasted grasshoppers? Fans attending Seattle Mariners games at Safeco this field, they can get peanuts and toasted grasshoppers. They're, uh, they have a partnership with the concessionaire Center Plate. Recently added a stand run by a local Mexican restaurant, Poquitos, that will serve toasted grasshoppers tossed in chili lime salt. A cup filled, I like to, I don't visualize that, a cup filled with grasshoppers sells for $4 in the area behind the outfield, well known as the pen. They're one of a kind snack, either on a taco or on their own, said Steve Dominguez, center plate GM at Safeco Field. He said it's a testament to our relationship with the Mariners to be bold and creative with bringing in new local partners that really embody this Seattle culinary scene. Mmm! Hmm. And they were one of the first teams to offer sushi when they, you know, that, so that's good. They're filled with protein grasshoppers. They're gluten-free. They are most popular in Mexico where they're called chapulines. Chapulines? Chapulines? I think that's how I say it. Chapulines. We don't expect to sell a lot of them, but it's a fun thing to offer and it's authentic. Mariners spokesperson Rebecca Hale said, Hmm. Now the food FDA permits the sale of insects as long as those insects were intended to be used for human consumption. You see, you learn something new every day on JD Talking Sports. Did you know that? You can sell them as long as they're used for human consumption. Delicious. Gluten-free, filled with protein. Who knew? Well, I kind of did. But do I want to eat them? Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm on a paleo diet. I think it's under the paleo scope of foods I can eat, right? Is it under the parameters, the the window, the threshold? I can't talk anymore. Okay, Mets. Lost tonight, 7-2. Fall to 2-2. Two and two. Miami improves to 2-2. 7-2 tonight. Zach Wheeler's first start in two years. Four hits, six runs, five runs. Based on ball, four Ks. He gave up a 2-1 homer to Yelich. Derek Dietrich for the Mariners. I'm sorry, for the Marlins. Had three RBIs. Cespedes did get his first home run. Granderson led off uh, first inning, had an RBI single. So they were up one nothing, And then Cespedes hit a home run to make it 7-2. So his first home run, that's good. Uh, Wee Yen Chen got the win over six innings, seven hits, a run, a base on ball, five Ks. They play tomorrow. Aren't you excited? So excited to see. And tomorrow is... Oh, because of the blister, it's Robert Gesellman's going to pitch tomorrow, right? Yes, 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 yes. Robert Gesellman is going to pitch tomorrow against Adam Conley. All right. That's good. We like that. All right, 7-2. Got the loss. Hey. They, yeah, they were up one nothing, and then they got blown out after that. And the Mets are looking at free agent pitcher Doug Fister for rotation depth. 464 ERA with the Astros last year. 
And Tim Tebow said he didn't know his home went over the fence. I'm saying to him, uh, told him to keep going, son, after he thought it stayed in the park. And I liked yesterday, Thor gave Bartolo Colon a Giants tops card depicting his first career home run. That was pretty cool. I like, you know what? These guys, you know, it's got to be cool being a ball player. The stuff you get to do, that's cool shit. That is very cool shit, right? I like that. All right. And, oh, and Yankees tomorrow. Yankees, uh, I'll talk about you, but uh, not a good day for, hey, look at this. So the Mets, Yankees, Knicks all lost. <laughs> Bad day for New York sports. First off, James Caprellan, who is the first pick, 16 pick, 2015, the first round draft pick out of UCLA, $2.65 million bonus, team's highest first round pick in 22 years. Well, he took off for rest this past offseason. You know, he had arm problems last year, took rest, came back, and now he's complaining again of elbow pain. They put him on the minor league DL. He might have to get surgery. Not good. They have high hopes for him, and that is not good at all. Now, in the three games against the Rays, Bird and Sanchez, one hit apiece, two for 26, seven Ks, and they left 10 runners on base. Well, I told you, they got to a better ballpark. They're up 5-1, and they end up losing 6-5, fall to 1-3. Only seven hits for the Orioles, but a couple big ones. Headley, Chase Headley had a error, and right afterwards, Seth Smith hit the game-winning two-run shot. Okay, Luis Severino, not... Five innings, six hits, four runs, six Ks, a base on ball. ERA, no decision, 720 ERA. Okay. Sanchez, eight. Two for four, two RBIs. Holiday went went, went deep two. Two for two, three RBIs. Your three, four hitters. Hey, not bad. Five RBIs between them. Garner went three for five. Castro, two for four. Bird, 0 for four, three Ks. He is starting off a little slow. Come on, only four games. They're one and three. Baltimore improved to three and oh. Manny Machado with a three-run homer. Tyler Clipper took the loss. One inning, a hit, two runs, an earned run. You know, the Headley error and a K. Relievers for the Yankees, three innings pitched, a hit, two runs, an earned run, three Ks. Guys are getting it done, man. They're still, you know, but yeah, that's a tough loss. You're up five when you got to put the, you got you to gotta win those games. You have to win those games. Only four games in. We're not going to get crazy, right? Tomorrow it's Tanaka versus Kevin Gaussman. Tanaka is 0-1, listen to this, with a 23-63 ERA. Hope he's going to try to get that opening day <laughs> terrible pitching performance out of his system. And Kevin Gaussman, 0-0 with a 3.38 ERA. Love grasshoppers. Mm. Mm. Gluten-free and full of protein. All right. Now, Eli, ecstatic. Ecstatic about getting another tall receiver. Why? Because, hey, he's 6'4". He had Plaxico Burris, 6'5". Now he's got Brandon Marshall, 6'4". He likes a tall receiver. Mismatches with the secondary. Could be good. And Owa Odigizua. Uh, Tim Maris says that he's not. He's on the team. He's not going anywhere. You know, he was talking about retiring. He says, let's not get too crazy about it. Also, another guy talking about retirement. Big Ben coming back for 2017. Of course, he's going to make like, what, 12 to $18 million this season? Why would he turn it down? They expect him to be at the team's organized activities starting May 23rd. Come on. Carol, you have to be ecstatic. You love, she loves herself some Mr. Roethlisberger. Now a moment of silence for Olivia Munn, Aaron Rodgers, splitting after nearly three years together. I'm stunned. It hurts. I thought they were going to be, I thought thought they were soulmates. I really did. But that's just me. Okay, now. 
Saints will bring in Adrian Peterson next week for a visit. I think that's a good idea. Now, Neil Bledsoe has been writing a piece. He's an actor in MMQB. He tried out with the LA Kiss of Arena Football League. Now, I know a lot of people don't watch it. It's fun. It's sometimes fun to watch. Well, in the 30 history, the same state of teams that finished the year one year have never returned the next year. So 30-year history of the AFL. At least one team relocates to a different city or sometimes switch to another league. But 30 years, it's never been the same. Never, No continuity. Orlando Predators folded after 25 years. LA Kiss just folded after three years. Since 2011, the Arena Football League has gone from 18 to five teams. 23 teams coming and going during that span. That is a lot of chaos. And AFL players make about... 830 a game, about almost 15000 for a season, for 18-game season. Used to be, back in 2009, the minimum salary was 31000 average was eighty k, and then they went bankrupt. Now, Neil Bledsoe brought up a lot of interesting points. Football in L.A., Rams local TV ratings below other NFL teams showing in L.A. by the end of the season. And I mean, they were going crazy gaga at the beginning of the, beginning of the season. By the end of the season, they were like, boop! They're lower in L.A. than they were in St. Louis. Not good. Another interesting fact. Past two decades, $6.7 billion in public money on NFL stadiums. That is disgusting. And the taxpayers in Oakland are going to still be on the hook for $95 million when, when, when they leave for Las Vegas. And think about a three-hour game. you got one-hour commercials, 11 minutes of actual game action. It's not going to – I mean, it's ridiculous. And NFL should package more package. They're more interested in more package than product when it should be more product. The product matters more than the package. And Titans GM John Robinson talked in a 2015 interview with the Ringer. He said average age of NFL compared to a decade ago is younger by almost a year. And the way the CBA is structured now, really no difference from any other workforce. You want the healthiest, youngest, least expensive talent and infuse it into your team. And that's not always good. Younger, cheaper does not always mean better. I mean, $6.7 billion in public money. That's what I can't. These owners, it's a billion-dollar industry, and they have to get public money for fucking stadiums? Are you kidding me? They just keep getting richer? I mean, $750 million they gave, they gave uh, Davis to go to Vegas? $750 million to, be able to build a stadium? And he's going to hold concession rights and all that stuff? It's like, hey, you know what? Oh, really? I would love when I made my movie someone who gave me a, 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 a cool million dollars to make my movie. I didn't have it. I had to do it myself. You know, and then when it when it when the film doesn't go anywhere, that's when it hurts even more. But you deal with it. You move on. You keep going. You keep on trucking. And uh, you know, I'm I'm saying, what? Why did this take so long? Nevada sports books to offer betting on NFL draft for the first time ever. Let me tell you, I know people who bet on any goddamn thing, and I don't know why I would bet on, but I guess it would because you know you're gonna you're gonna bet on players who's gonna go number one and all that. I mean, you could watch the whole. Listen, you could bet on every freaking draft pick. Where's Christian McCaffrey going to go? Who's going to be the first quarterback? Is there going to kicker going to go? A punter? What about who's going to have the most? Um, they can do anything. Will Alabama have the most players taken ever in the first round? Will Ohio State? I mean, you could you could do the scenarios are inf- are infinitesimal, right? I mean, it's like the, there are a plethora of choices out there for them to deal with it. I mean, you go crazy, so you can watch a draft and bet on everything. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I guess it would keep it more interesting, right? That's what I'm saying. I don't. It doesn't work for me. But if it does for other people, hey, more power to you. That's what I got to say. Now, Bonnie Bernstein talked about something interesting about esports, which 
Hey, the grand finals of League of Legends drew more viewers than every other major sporting championship except, except the Super Bowl. More than Game 7, Cavs Warriors, the final game of the World Series, the Stanley Cup final, the Masters, all of them. There are scholarships for collegiate gamers now. 20, 20-something schools offer scholarships and athletics. Now, because collegiate gaming doesn't fall under the purview, that's a big word, of NCAA, they're eligible to win prize money from tournaments. You can brand the living daylights out of them. Last several years, front and center has been the argument of whether athletes should be paid for their name and likeness. So the NCAA, you got to wonder if they're looking at the current model of collegiate gaming and saying, well, this is something we're going to have to deal with at some point. And you're going to be scroogeed on that front. That's going to that's gonna come back and bite them in the ass. But, and there is. There are colleges that offer scholarships for gaming. And these guys, she was saying how they have the same injuries. They have nutrition. They, they play the games all day. I, I, I try, you know. I don't, it's a different generation. I don't sit and play games all day. I, well, hey, I used to play Resident Evil. It was like an eight-hour game on the Wii. I loved it. But I don't know if I'd watch other people play games. I think that's that would draw the line for me. I'd be like, I don't think so. Okay. Now, tomorrow night, UFC Daniel Cormier against Anthony Johnson. And John Jones said it was, it was uh, Bush League that... Cormier had a towel at the weigh-in or something. It was disrespectful. He wants to kick his ass. I mean, really, Cormier has it because Jones is on suspension. Well, he's going to fight. They fought. This is the second fight that they fought. They fought a couple years ago. They said if he can can survive the first round, that he he can take him again. They met two years ago. They think if he can get past the first round, he'll wear it down Johnson just as he did in the first fight. Cormier said people love the knockout, so, so so he gets the reputation for being the scariest guy. So beating someone like that twice really should cement who I am and everything I've done. Pay-per-view, it's from UFC 210 from Buffalo. Also, the other fight is Chris Chris Wedman from Long Island is going to face Jekar Musasi. Former middleweight, for a middleweight, a middleweight fight. Not, not a title fight, just a middleweight fight. Cormier is 18-1, last fought at UFC 200 when Anderson Silva stepped in as a late replacement of John Jones. And Johnson stopped uh, Glover Teixeira in the first round of their fight at UFC 202 last August in Vegas. All right. And Triple G is has an apparent injury, which is holding up his title fight with Billy Joe Saunders. 37-0, 33Ks. He turns 35 tomorrow. Now, there was no injury given, but supposedly he's trying to hold out because he wants to fight Alvarez. And... De La Hoya is concerned that if he fights Saunders, he might get cut. And if he does that, he's concerned that it could affect their future fight. But then Alvarez has to get back past Julio, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And then the two can fight. Triple G, hey man, he's going to make a lot of money. More power to him. 35, you got to get out there and fight. And also tomorrow night, HBO's have a triple header. But the big fight is Vasil Lomachenko, who's going to defend his WBO, WBO Junior Lightweight Championship against Jason El Canito Sosa. And they just said that we're breaking Russell Westbrook joins Oscar Robinson as the only players in NBA history to average a triple-double in a season. All right, good for him, man. Well, they're going to fight. The fight will be held at the theater at MGM National Harbor in Oxenmill, Maryland. Starting at 10 tomorrow night. And even though Loma, uh, Lomachenko has only fought, this is going to be his 
ninth fight. He's going to become the man of boxing if he defeats Sosa, a native of Camden, New Jersey. He was 21, 20 wins, one loss, 15 KOs. He's been declared the pound for pound, the best fighter in the world, and was considered by many the fighter of the year last year, said top-ranked promoter Todd DeBoof. We love making matches like this. We are talking about two of the top, top fighters in the division. He was a top amateur who won two Olympic gold medals, Lomachenko. He's a precision and power supplier. I've seen him fight. His two-fisted attack and impeccable footwork are difficult combinations for opponents to handle. He, I saw the fight against Nicholas Walters. Forced him to quit on his stool after seven rounds in November. He stopped uh, before that the gritty Puerto Rican champion Roman Martinez in the fifth round last June at the Garden. And Sosa said he's the closest fighter to perfection in boxing. We want to fight the best. Sosa, who won the WBA Super Featherweight title with an 11th round tactical knockout over Javier Fortuna last June in China, and then successfully defended against Stephen Smith last November in Monte Carlo. But he gave up the WBA belt to fight Lomachenko for the WBO title. He said, they stripped me of the title and it hurt me because I would like to unify my title. Sosa said, I think that's what every world champion would love to do. I'm excited to watch it tomorrow night. Yes, 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 yes. Now, the women were playing the world championship. The world championship are happening right now. Of course, I don't have, I'm kind of pissed. I don't have the NHL network. And I want to, I was really, really upset. That's not what I want. Why, why, you know what? It takes me to the wrong places. USA Hockey. Okay, it was in overtime. Yes. No. I was trying to find... Wow, it's amazing. I cannot find the... Wow, how could they not have? Wow, I I I'm a little stunned. USA, I I was trying to find a update on the hockey, and it was two two in overtime, and they didn't have. Wow, U.S. women's hockey. Wow. Yep, they just won gold. Yes. Yes, they won the gold. And of course, you know what? It's amazing how you have to search to find all this goddamn... They won it overtime. Yep, they won tonight, and I cannot find the... Amazing. They won, Yes, they won them and beat them for the, in the gold. Yep. Sweet. 3-2 in overtime. Thank you. JD Talking Sports, we get to the bottom of this. That is their fourth straight world championship. They have now won eight of the last ten world championships. Canada has won four of the last five golds in the Olympics. And this is the ninth. They've, all, they've met in all 19 world championships. How about that? C- congratulations. Yes. Awesome win. Congratulations to the U.S. women's hockey team. I'm very excited. I now have my picture for the show tonight. Sorry that took so long. All right, we have some trivia questions for tonight. All right. God, that pisses me off. You know what? If this was men's sports, they would be able to tell you right off the bat. 
All right, last night's last night's trivia question was okay. Last men's player to win the most outstanding player to Final Four on a losing team. Hakeem Olajuwon in 1983 for Houston. Now, tonight's trivia question. Who is the only... There's only one most outstanding player in men's NCAA basketball Final Four has won has won it and wasn't in the starting lineup. Can you tell me who it was? So there was one most outstanding, most outstanding player at the men's NCAA basketball Final Four who wasn't in the starting lineup. Can you tell me who it was? That's the question. All right, I need to look up. And I don't want to leave this with Russell Westbrook, but I really want to know. I want to see how Russell's doing. I love me some Russell Westbrook. Okay, they're down 61-77. They were down 71-48. And Russell Westbrook is up to nine. I'm sorry, 12 points, eight rebounds, six assists. This game is on NBA TV. I'm going to watch the rest of it. Folks, have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. And congrats, USA Hockey. So proud of you.